Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two pickup trucks making love. American made. <sighs> Listen up. Auto thoughts and Decepticlowns. You're listening to Prime Cuts, a non-linear exploration of the Transformers on television. I'm one of your hosts, Nero. And I'm your other host, Audrey. Now, I would like to start out by apologizing for two things. One, I'm sorry about my voice. I have a slight sinus infection. Uh, so I'm going to be sounding a little, you know, a little dulcet today. You sound fab. Second thing, and I can't remember if I've ever talked about this on the podcast or not, or if we I just joked about it. I have said repeatedly that Rad is the one who falls in love with an Atlantean princess hologram. I'm sorry, Rad. I, I was, of course, it was Carlos. Of course it was fucking Carlos who falls in love with an Atlantean princess hologram. Well, in the sub, it's both of them. <laughs> really? In the, yeah. That's very funny, because in the dub, it is definitely not the case. It is definitely almost all Carlos. I mean, Carlos is definitely the one who is more intense about it i would say but there's they have like an entire conversation about it and alexa keeps making comments about she has like oh not you two comments the both of them uh we will get throughout there. the episode yeah. yeah this is uh this is where we're finally here in the uh, in the double digits for armada um with uh two episodes here 10 and 11 um the first one being in the dub, underground. Uh, it's underground maze in the sub. Alright, so they just chopped one word off to keep their, uh, to keep their mostly single word title, uh, thing going. Alright. Yeah, gotta stay on brand. Yeah, so this, uh, this episode, we will not, marks not only a, uh, the joining of a new member of the, uh, to the Autobot team, the final member of the, uh, first wave of the toy line. So that's good. On the other hand, uh, everyone is stuck in car mode for basically the entire episode. We got another one of those. There's a lot of weird things that go on in this episode in terms of um, scale, I would say. Yeah, it's... As uh, a result of everyone being in car in uh, vehicle mode the entire time. It's challenging. Um, so, yeah, we start off here, um, and you know... There, there. You know how it is in Minecraft. You gotta, you gotta start expanding your base out, doing some underground digging, which is exactly what Red Alert is doing. Apparently, um, they're clearing out more of this because you know the the Autobot base is technically sort of built around this hulk of a Minicon arc. So they're just trying to clear out more of the actual spaceship for their use. Uh, but Hotshot hates it. Hotshot fucking hates this shit. Yeah, he's, like, the guy who signed up to join the army and was disappointed that he didn't immediately get to shoot people. He is. Like, he's like, I didn't sign up for all of this base nonsense. Like, well, what did you sign up for then? I mean, Mr. Hot, I don't take no prisoner's shot. I I can guess what you signed up for, but... (laughs) Manual, manual labor just isn't my forte. (laughs) No, and so he's, he's bitching about it. And Red Alert's just like, can you stop for, like, two minutes and just help me out here? And Optimus is like, everyone stop what you're doing, forget it, over the PA, we got a minicon, fuck it. Yeah, like, lucky for Hotshot, it's minicon time, everybody suits up. Um, but this time, is a little different. In the past, all of the other minicons have shown up in pretty remote areas, the Arctic, the Grand Canyon, the middle of a forest. This time it's in fucking New York City, baby. It's in... It, is it explicitly New York City? In no, the it dump? just it, it just felt like it was supposed yeah, to be New York. They're like, we found it in the city. Which city? The city. Yeah, you know, just like Big Canyon. It's just the city. Exactly. Oh, we know which There's, city it is. You get you get one of them. Greatest city in the fucking world, baby. So loved up redacted. <laughs> Oh god, what if the thing stalking through the tunnels wasn't a friendly crane, but it was instead Mr. Met? Terrifying. 
listen, this is a real threat for me, Nero. Oh, I'm you're sorry. safe. You're safe in Texas, but <laughs> I'm in fucking Queens. I'm I live of- in. I live within spitting distance of City Field. I'm out of Mr. Met's sphere of influence. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're they're driving through, and immediately they're like, "Well, fuck." Uh, how are we supposed to find the minicon? Okay, so in a big first, ass there's, city. There's a couple things here. One is that like all the kids are trying to like are talking about this as well and trying to figure it out, and and there's like they're joking about like wow, like Carlos has a line. They're all an optimist, and Carlos has a line. It's like, wow, can you imagine if anyone knew who like the Autobots really were? It's like the robots in disguise. It's the name of the show. Uh, <laughs> like, um. And he's making, like, all these comments about how they're, like, able to get through the city, basically, like, in disguise. Uh-huh. Uh, and and Alexa goes, well, you know, Leo pointing, they are super robot life forms. <laughs> yeah, there's a similar line in the uh, in the dub. They're, it's basically the same, just without the, the, obviously, the super robot life form part. But it is very funny, because Carlos is like... Man, if they knew that we were in a, a giant robot from space and not just a normal truck, people would flip. And I would think, you know, if I saw three 12-year-olds driving a truck, I would also probably freak out. Does Optimus have yeah. tinted windows? I don't know, man. I've been to Universal Studios. If I saw Optimus truck, I'd probably be like, oh, shit, another Bayverse movie at this point? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm filming another one of these in here. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, they have no idea where to get it, but then Alexa pulls out her GPS, and I was gonna make a joke here being like, Alexa, slash, like, find, find this for me, but then I was like, oh, I'm gonna make a joke now about how I'm pretty sure Bezos watched this show, and that's why he named it Alexa, because what can't this GPS do? This GPS, Alexa's magical GPS directs them the 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 minicon is coming from deep underground and so the autobots go and find uh the entrance to the city's subway system just the nondescript city with a very famous subway system it's Um, the city what do you want them they're in england fuck it they're in england yeah they're in london (laughs) oh cool blimey is that three middle schoolers (laughs) driving a semi truck or excuse me driving a lorry uh So they're in the the subway, but all but unfortunately, Optimus is too thick. Well, okay, so Alexa not only is able to identify that the Micron is buried underground, but she's also able to find an entrance, a, a, a tunnel to the subway with her magical GPS. Flip, I tell you, the the Motorola Razor was built different. <laughs> I surely it's sure shock must have done something to this GPS. There's no way that just this is something she yeah. just had. There I was can't some, believe there was she, some minigun enhancement going on here. Yeah, she's caught RC. I really, I'm still not over that. It's so um, funny. But uh, so they get to this tunnel, and Alexa's like, "All right, here's like the entrance tunnel," and they're like, "All right, we're gonna go through it." And they go through the entrance tunnel, and then they're just in a subway system. A sports car, uh, an all-terrain rescue vehicle, and an 18-wheeler drive into a subway tunnel, and I don't know where the joke ends. They say, ow. Yeah, because Optimus (laughs) is too fucking thick to fit in these tunnels. But only in one direction. This makes me insane. <laughs> so they go, they go in, and they're like realize that they're on, like active subway track. Now they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be. It, it, it's like in construction. So fair enough. Fair enough that this is like an access tunnel into it. But there's not supposed to be any subways active. But. Sure enough, there is a subway coming towards them, and they realize that they must be doing, like, a test of the system. And, like, immediately they're like, oh, shit, like, we gotta get out of here. And Ratchet and Hot Rod are small enough to sort of, like, dive into this, like, these side alcoves, but Optimus is not. So he has to back up, and suddenly the tunnel that he was perfectly fine getting through before is too skinny for his thick ass yeah it's all rear mounted thickness i guess um the the trailer does kind of get wider as it goes but i don't know how that would prevent him from moving if he could already move forwards look yeah 
The point is, is that he can't move backwards. So instead, what he decides to do—it's it's one of those—it's one of those like spike traps within the rental car things. Yeah, what he just, where you can like drive over them into it or out of it, but you can't drive backwards or it'll pop the tires. Yep. And so what he decides to do is drive directly towards the train, uh, just scaring the shit out of the conductor of this subway. He's played gay chicken. You know he has. Yeah, and so, but he, do, he like, jumps the track at the last minute once he's out of the actual tunnel, leaving the, the subway conductor to wonder aloud, What's a truck doing down here in the subway? Was okay, that for no. real? That is that is not what happens. What happens is that he has like there's a split in the track and he just is All able right. to like get into like the split on the other side as as sort of the as the subway rounds the corner and the subway conductor's like well this is a, the reason I'm pointing this out is this is concerning because the subway conductor says as as Nero just pointed out it just dis- the truck that came was coming towards me just disappeared, which indicates that this conductor doesn't understand track switches and probably should not be conducting more news at ten. Yeah, this I, I feel like even th- th- this guy is just a, an accident waiting to happen if he doesn't know about track switches, and also I would be way more freaked out about a truck appearing on the fucking subway tracks. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. They're fine. But unfortunately, the Autobots can't really, you know, move anywhere in the the subway tunnel. So instead, they tell the kids to go find the Minicons. I mean, the three three Autobots do try to find stuff on their own. Uh, There's a... Oh, right. um, I forgot. There's a... (laughs) Yeah, there's a kid. There's a couple... There's a couple pretty funny uh, vignettes that go on here. Um, Hot... Uh, Hot Rod ends up going through an underground mall very briefly and is like, oh shit, gotta get out of here! Yeah. <laughs> really quick. Uh, Ratchet finds uh, a path along the side of the train that he goes um, along, and there's like a little kid who looks out the window who's like, Mommy, there's a car <laughs> like following us, and she's not looking at all. She goes, Oh, that's nice, dear. Yeah. The, in, the, in the dub. That child is clearly voiced by a 40-year-old Canadian. It's very funny. That's um, great. Uh, Optimus ends up in the Tiamat fight from Darkstalkers. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, they're just, they're just, yeah, this is where they come to the conclusion, like, well, we can't really do shit. Luckily, Sorry, Darksider, it's not Darkstalkers. I was about shit. to say, yeah, dark, Darkstalk, spooky games with dark in the name, and the, the second word starts with S. Yeah, I didn't say Dark Souls, though, but yeah, Darksiders, that's what I meant, which is all about, like, using a, a moving train things around. He, like, gets into, like, the middle of this big... That's um, right, he finds, like, the, yeah, he, like, like, the turntable thing. Yeah, uh, uh, like, the, a, a core part of the tunnel with a, a moving track that goes in, like, five different directions, which is the reference I was making from the team off. I, it's whatever. It's fine. Um. So they, so they, uh, the kids go to, uh, with the screwed action team to find the minicon. Um, and they, uh, well, while they do that, we cut over to the Decepticons. Cause of course they're under here and they're having an equally bad time as the other so, Maybe worse. Yeah. So I had a comment at first. So the first two we see are Sandstorm and Starscream, who are both like miserable underground for obvious reasons. My first reaction was like, why the fuck did they bring the flyers? Why did to they? This? Yeah. Why the fuck did they bring the flyers to this? But then Starscream. <laughs> This is so good. Before I can finish that thought, Starscream's like, yeah, we're having a bad time. But I bet there's someone who's having it worse. And he has like this smug little smirk as he thinks about it. And you cut over to Ironhide and Megatron, who are just wedged into the walls of <laughs> just, the tunnel. Just like stuck. completely, completely unable to move. Like Starscream and, and Sandstorm can at least maneuver. They're not having a good time with it, but they can at least maneuver. Megatron and, and Ironhide are fucked. Yeah, they're just completely stuck. Megatron is just like, why is everything on this planet so fucking small? I hate it. So they also decide, they, they send their minicons out to search. Uh, they dispatch Leader One and Blackout, I believe. Oh, and Bone Crusher. To, uh, to all... And, uh, Starscreams. 
That's right, Swindle. I don't think we ever see Swindle, Swindle. after this scene, though. He just kind of disappears. He's off. Yeah. He went to the mall. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, what else is Swindle going to do? <laughs> so... This is when elect the the kids reappear. Uh, they're they're exploring deeper into the uh, the subway system and finding okay. a bunch of abandoned old stations. Do you get Alexa's like yes. green New Deal? Yes, shit we do. here we, yeah, as we, well. Okay, yeah, this, she she just starts entire- ranting. <laughs> <laughs> about how when she's president, she's going to make sure we're, we are going to, to make sure we historically preserve all of these great stuff. We're going to make sure to upkeep our, our current infrastructure and make everything environmentally friendly. Yeah. She has a considerably more comprehensive plan to address climate change than Biden does. Vote for Alexis. Vote for Alexa. I, I will say in general that this show is much more Captain Planet than I remembered it being. Yes, it is. And not, not just that forest episode. It keeps coming up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, and but yeah, so the, the the other two are just like, yeah, okay, all right, President Alexis, let's keep going. Because they keep so they basically they come across they come across an abandoned subway station, and Alexis like this was only ab- abandoned because of poor infrastructure's planning. If I'm president, I will make sure that first of all, all of these sites are protected. Second of all, we won't waste. Um, ecological resources and like natural space building these things if we're not going to use that and just and they're like okay cool anyway there's a minicon up there yeah yeah they, so they find the minicon it's wedged in the ceiling so they gotta go they gotta go or through. i mean specifically bumble finds it yes yeah the 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 street action team combines into perceptor but he's still too short slightly too short even even three minicons standing on each other's shoulders can't reach this one so they uh they go and grab a ladder (laughs) if only they had their trench coat if only they had their trench coat so they grab a ladder and carlos climbs up there with the help of the street action team Uh, he manages to grab it but the ladder falls down and shenanigans ensue and he just like tumbles into alexis's like arms alexis is very strong by the way i love her upper body strength um that's why i'm voting for alexa (laughs) our president will have sick gains uh while all of this respect for my president hell yeah while all this is going on the rad sees a spooky eye in the in the crack in the wall but it's uh it disappears i wonder what that could be about this whole everything that happens in this episode is so funny once we learn what's going on with that with that eyeball too it's hilarious (laughs) He was just being really weird for no reason. <laughs> Everyone in this sh- show is fucking weird. So fucking weirdos. So they they get the they get the minicon free, um, and just as they're about to head back, a fucking crane smashes through the wall and starts to chase after them. What could be going on here? You may ask. We don't really learn. <laughs> we don't know. They assume that it is a Decepticon attack. As would I. Uh, if yeah. a fucking crane so, <laughs> smashes. So two the things wall. happen. Two things happen at once. Is that like the crane happens, and also all of the Decepticon microns show up. Yes, that's and they're right. like, "Give us the panel! Give us the panel!" And the crane is sort of attacking fairly indiscriminately. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, they all like run they all like dive under like there's a a folded over subway car that is blocking their path so they all do the akira bike slide underneath it yes they do it's pretty cool and i will say they are smart for not fucking with those minicons because two out of three of them have guns for arms right and, and one of them has guns for legs <laughs> and they end up they find like a hole in the wall of one of the subways that like leaves them to a cave a fucking train graveyard they like they they first they pass through a train graveyard full of rotting subway trains what the hell is this i mean listen sometimes elephant graveyards just don't give you the mood you really need you know you have to go a step further (laughs) and they're still Um, being stalked by this mysterious crane right and and also the micro the decepticon microns yep so they like dive they find this hole in the wall and rad's like all right street action team real quick help me move this boulder in front of this wall yep so the good news is they have escaped their pursuers the bad news is they are now trapped in a cave 
With I no mean, way this out. Is not, neither, neither the first nor the last time this will happen to these kids. Nope. Um, so the Minicons radio back to Megatron, who is like, you know what? I've had enough of this shit and just starts destroying and- New York sewer system. True, and at the same time, uh, Rad's like, oh, did not think this went through, actually, and sends Cyberhawk up to report back to the Autobots, being like, hey, yeah. please get us out of here. Yeah, so both both of the, uh, both of the, everyone calls for their parents' help, um, but unfortunately, the evil parents get there first, because Megatron fucking busts through the wall. <laughs> Megatron busting through! Everybody keeps busting through, and Megatron's like, you know what? Give me that fucking mini comp, sick of your shit. Tank barrel pointed directly what at I, the children. What is, like, really interesting about... I mean, I guess after the last episode, they sort of have, like, more of an acknowledgement of it. But, like, I feel like since the last episode, since, like, the hostage negotiations or whatever, which is an <laughs> insane thing to talk about in a trans- piece of Transformers media, um, like, the Decepticons have been much more cognizant of and, like directly relational to the kids that's that's very true like which is which is interesting like they recognize it's like all right you are on the autobot side and you've actually proven yourself to be useful and they're not just ignoring them as like part of the organic matter of earth anymore they're like you are something we are consciously aware of and we are going to target you as much as we target anyone else here yeah because in the early episodes they mostly just ignored them even in the the second episode literally Starscream's, like, thermal tracking didn't even register them as targets. In the Arctic episode, like, they mostly just ignored them, um, to their detriment, mostly, because they were able to, yeah. to start getting the Minicon. But now, after all of this, they're like, no, these these little shits are actually quite useful, and uh, we need to keep an eye on them. So, it looks like all is lost, because, you know, there's a, a tank barrel pointed at these three uh, preschoolers, or um, middle schoolers. Thankfully, the crane is here <laughs> to do stunts. Uh, he does help. Um, he he starts by helping Sandstorm win the gold medal in gymnastics. That's true. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, Cyclonus is here, and apparently this cave is big enough for him to fly in. What the fuck is this cave? Why is it here? Why is it so big? Oh, you know, that's where all the New York alligators live. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, so see, that's where Chud lives. That's his house. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Sandstorm is, like, crowding in on them, and before he can get anything done, a hook shoots out from the darkness, wraps around his leg, and yanks it out from underneath him, pulling him into a split. And he gets yeah. the gold! You did it! Yeah, this crane, like, <laughs> the crane grapple swings in, um, and he finally transforms and reveals himself to be our new friend Smokescreen. This is the point where we have to ask, why was he, why was he being weird? Hey. Why didn't he just introduce himself to the kids? Hey, you want to know what his Japanese name is? I know what his Japanese name is. I hate it. Hey, it's what Grap. Is- Grap. Terrible name. What the fuck is that? I'm actually okay with it. it I, I wish it was Grapple. Yeah. Because like, that's like a I, word. Yeah, because that's like a word. But like, I understand what it... So I think there's like two things that are going on here. So first of all, like his personality, and I talk about it. I, I like made a note of it a little later on. But like his personality is very similar to Cup. Yeah, he's so like, he's like the, the old man. Yeah, so I think that they were trying to get like a name that was similar to Cup. And he does have a grappling hook. That's true. So isn't, like, isn't Grap? Uh, what's his name? Um, that's I believe that's the Japanese name of one of the G one characters, but I can't remember his name right now. It's probably Cup. It's not Cup. I, I think I, it's it's the it's the Orange Crane, the Autobot Crane. How am I forgetting his name? It's because he's not very memorable. Yeah, I think it might just uh, be Grapple. <laughs> I think yeah. But, uh, yeah, so he's here. He is, uh, fighting the Decepticons. The rest of the Autobots, uh, show up at some point. But at, at a certain point, uh, Cyclonus manages to grab the Minicon and summons it, reveals it to be Drillbit. Um, uh, that is not who it is. <laughs> oh, um, what's his name in the sub? 
Yeah, one second. Uh, I just had it. Uh, uh, uh. Um. Oh, yeah, and one other thing. Uh, uh, Starscream unsheaths the wing sword, and finally, uh, it glows like it's supposed to. Every other time he's gotten it out before this, it doesn't glow, but now it, it, it does glow. Yeah. So, Drillbit's Japanese name is Crush. Holy shit, okay. Yep. Yeah, and that's what uh, Cyclonus uses him to do. He just opens fire on uh, Smokescreen and the rest Fuck of the kids. Fuck, buddy, he still, he sure do. Um, and Smokescreen shields the kids with his body and is buried under tons of rubble. Uh, and Megatron's like, well, I didn't really want Cyclonus to get it, but I guess it's fine. <laughs> Let's leave. Um, and I would, I should say that uh, Cyclonus, I believe finally says power link for the first time he actually says oh, does it. he the the proper terminology is finally used he says power link the we word in japanese by the way has always been evolution it's not power link it's just evolution that's funny because that pops up next episode in the dub um interesting so yeah so they're buried under rubble and and megatron's like well go dig it up and sandstorm's like okay got it but before they're able to before they're able to pop away guess what honk honk yep optimus is here again he loves honking the horn um and megatron's like yeah you know fuck this we got the minicon let's leave uh yeah uh, optimus is like where are the kids and megatron just sort of looks at the pile he's like I don't know. It's it's like your turn to dig for them. Yeah, we got what we needed, so uh, bye. Good luck. Um, yeah, and I also should say that uh, Cyclonus combines the drill bit with uh, by putting him on his, like the underside of his uh, his like cockpit, which is interesting because that is a minicon port he has on the toy, and I think it look I, I think it looks pretty cool, like the drill sticking out of this uh, sticking out of this helicopter here. But as they start to dig. Smokescreen sort of digs himself out, and everyone is is thrilled to meet their new their new pal. Uh, and he introduces himself. He was apparently also on their on their dispatch team, but I guess he got like lost. I don't really know why he was all the way over here when everyone else teleported into that desert. But did he's he? Here now. Did they not recognize him? No, no, they recognize him. Hot okay. like, Oh fuck! It's Smokescreen. Hell yeah. Yeah, everyone is like, fuck yeah, Grap. So in the in the sub, he's like, yeah, I popped through the space bridge with the minicons at like the last second. Wait, the minicon arc? Yeah, he's like, I popped in through the space bridge at the last minute. Has he been here for a million years? Seems like it. Oh, God. Okay, maybe the, the, the I may maybe I missed that, but no wonder he was being weird. He's been alone for a very long time. Yeah, he, that that does things to a motherfucker. Frankly, it's amazing that he's so normal. Um, I guess may, he probably just slept for a long period, He's like you know, put himself yeah. into stasis or whatever. Yeah, you know, whatever the bullshit. But uh, yeah, they, we finally Sucked have our our our, our, uh, our friend here. Um, Smokescreen was is, I believe, one of the last uh, actual toys from the first wave of Armada that it wasn't in the show yet. Um, he was always a pain in the ass to stand up because of his big fucking crane. Um, but otherwise, I like him. Solid dude. Uh, but that leads us into the next episode, which is called, in the dub, Ruin. In the sub, it is Memories of a Metropolis. Ooh, that's very evocative. I like it. Yeah, I was I was pretty into it as well. I was like surprisingly so, interesting. Carlos is running around, um, yelling at everyone to to hurry up and and, and figure stuff out. And uh, I believe it is it's hot. I was like, what the? F- is uh, it must be that girl on the monitor, right? And Red Alert just very dismissively says he knows it's just a hologram, right? What an idiot. Oh, I mean, that, like, goes on throughout the episode in the sub, actually. That's very funny. Red, Red Alert is the one who's just like, it's just a fucking hologram. I don't know. I don't really get his deal. Um, Carlos, throughout this episode, is like, Hatsune Miku's real and she's my girlfriend. She, he is. He, he he forgets what a hologram is at several stages. Yeah. Um, 
My favorite part here is that, so Carlos, as we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, Carlos is the main person in love with this um, girl, this angel in the centerfold, uh-huh. um, that, uh, like, has just, they basically, the Autobots have just gotten this mysterious message, and it's from a girl, and it's it's from, they're like, this is coming from somewhere in the middle of the ocean, and they're like, okay. Um, <laughs> Seems sus. Better check Seems- it out. Seems sus, but let's check it out. Um, and Carlos is like really interested in it, but there's a great, but like, Rad is also very, very much of a sub at least has a crush on her. Like, to be sure, like, Rad absolutely, and there's, <laughs> the, my favorite part is like, this opening scene is like the, I guess like cold, uh, cold open, um, before the, the title. <laughs> The title sequence, and the last, literally the last thing we get before the title sequence is Carlos being like, Rad, I don't understand why you don't care as much, and leaving, and Hot Rod just looking around and being like, so you don't think she's cute or whatever, and he just has, like, this, the weakest, saddest, most little meow meow, that's a knee, um, which translates into, like, not really, or whatever, oh, and he just, like, blushes bright red, and then it, like, cold cuts to the fucking title screen it's It's the funniest shit it's It's the worst transition i've seen in this show so far it's not quite as clear in the dub whether or not he he also has a crush on this girl but at the end it kind of plays it like he did i'd never really picked up on it that much uh but there are several lines of dialogue where it treats it as such so i I guess they like kind of adapted that bit kind of didn't um it's mostly carlos though so oh, yeah, he's definitely the driving force of this in both versions. I would say. So they're good. So they uh, the reason they are on, they are delaying is because Red Alert is fitting everyone with underwater uh, movement stuff. They're they're strapping some fucking hydro jets. Okay, onto so Optimus. The, yeah, the hydro jets are one thing. There's no way that their alt modes are watertight. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. They're alien robots. Uh, they they sealed. Uh, they cocked up. Uh, yeah, Optimus's, exactly. They like, put uh, what's it? The like spray cement. Yeah, shit uh, there's their... enough. There's enough. Uh, there's enough air in here for like twenty minutes. At least twenty um, minutes. Yeah. And this is when there's a very funny line um, where Carlos asks, "Hey, do you think it's safe down here?" And then I believe yeah. Alexis answers, "Don't worry about it, Carlos. The other of us wouldn't take us down here if it wasn't." <laughs> Doubt. Dot JPEG. <laughs> I have to have like a very, a very small diversion for a personal story at that actually. All right. Um, so I was, I was, uh, I'm, I'm so sorry for the direction this is going in. I was oh. 10 years, if you, Nero, if you want to cut this at the end of it, by all means, I will oh, not boy. be insulted. I can't wait to hear this story. Okay. So I was 10 years old when 9-11 happened. <laughs> continue uh, my sister was 14 and um there's this great story of um us being around a dinner table and like you know i was sort of like too young to really understand the scope of everything but my sister was not uh. and i remember my <laughs> my parents asked us you know has the attack because we we traveled a lot we were a big traveling family and so, um, you know, my, my mother specifically asked, you know, has this, and this was like two months after it happened or whatever, has it made you like more afraid to fly? And I was like, I was like, not really. It's like, I have no idea what's going on. I'm 10. Um, so not really. But my sister's like, yeah, I mean, a little bit. I'm not gonna, pretend, like, it's not been a major decision, but like a major impact. But yeah, it, it has made me a little more nervous. <laughs> my mom. And her infinite wisdom goes, don't worry, honey, planes crash all the time. <laughs> oh my god, wrong thing to say. Yeah, which was like, and then she like realized afterwards that like, she's like, that's not what I meant to say. Like immediately she backtracked. She's like, I didn't mean it to come out that way, but it, the damage was done. My, my <laughs> sister like has, has anxiety about flying to this day, which is bad because she does it about every two weeks for her job. You know what they say, it's the least safe way to travel. Anyway, <laughs> feel free to cut all of that if you wanted. But... Oh, I'm leaving it in. <laughs> Extremely good punchline. So, yeah, they're at the, <laughs> they're at the bottom of the ocean. Um, 
and it's a completely safe, especially when the Decepticons appear and start shelling them from above, because what right. happens is... What ha- wait, okay, right. wait, wait, yeah, wait. Let's, let, let's, 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 back. Back, let's back up a bit here. They find Atlantis. <laughs> right, and, and literally, before, right before that, like, Carlos is like, there will never be an underwater city, spits out cereal. Yeah. Oh, I, there is a thing there where uh, when they, they reach the bottom of the continental shelf, Hotshot immediately guns it, and Optimus is like, whoa, 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 hang on. And he barely escapes just plummeting into the abyss here, um, which is how they Mariana find Atlantis. Stretch, here I come. Yeah, which is how they find Atlantis, because everyone drives up to the edge of the cliff and goes, oh, fuck, that's Atlantis. Which, can I did say, I not only- what, what did you call? Uh, did it, did they call it by name in the dub? <sighs> I mean, I don't think, I think they might have said it once, um, but it's very clearly Atlantis. Yeah, okay. It, uh, yes, it is. It's just never named. I think they, I think the maybe someone jokes about Atlantis or something, but I'm, I'm not sure if she ever, if, if anyone ever actually says that it's Atlantis, but like, it's clearly Atlantis. And can I just it's say- It's clearly Atlantis. Not, not the last time Atlantis will come up in this continuity. <laughs> so, uh. Yeah. Although the next time it comes out, it'll be very different. And well, there's also, listen, there's all sorts of fuckery going on with Galaxy Force and Transformers Cybertron that we can't get into right now. But the point is that they found Atlantis and they're driving through Atlantis and then Megatron starts shelling them. Hey, please someone explain underwater laser fire to me. Uh, Wizard did it. Okay. Thank so, you. So. Yeah, it, it's very safe down here as uh, Mega as Optimus is being bombarded with laser fire from the Decepticons here, uh, and he can't transform because if he does, you know, it'll get very messy. <laughs> the kids all drown immediately. Yeah, and so uh, my I'll- my point from from before about them definitely not being airtight, I did sort of eat my own words here, um, because after getting shelled. By Megatron, Optimus's windows do crack, and water does start leaking in, and the yeah. kids do almost drown. They literally almost drown. Also, they say that uh, Optimus can't fire back in vehicle mode. That is patently false. He has guns on his cab. Yeah, um, we've seen him shoot Sandstorm full of laser fire in the face while yeah. running him over. So... Yeah, they are, uh, so Optimus just guns it as he kind of dispatches everyone else to fend off the Decepticons, hoping to try and find some place to drop the kids off underwater. Luckily for him, uh, he doesn't, uh, drive around with a bunch of water bloated corpses in his cab, because he actually does find an air pocket, uh, within the central palace here. Well, there's, okay, there's a couple things that happen here. First of all, Optimus is like, all right, we need to get to the surface because y'all are going to drown. And Carlos is like, no, we'll be fine. And Alexa and Rat are like, what the fuck are you talking about, (laughs) dude? (laughs) Like, we are literally, like, we are literally taking on water right now. What the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, listen, the girl sent us that video, which means that she lived in a place that had air, which means that there has to be air in the city. So go fucking find us air really quickly in the city. Um. Uh, <laughs> Grap shows up to, like, Grap comes to Optimus's aid and is like, don't worry, Commander, I got this. And then he punches the doors? Yeah, he just, he's he's big and strong. Uh, that's mostly what but he brings to the table. He he doesn't punch them open. He just punches them open a little bit. It's the weirdest sequence of animation I think I've seen so far in this show. Where he just, like, punches right at the seam of the doors, and it looks like they're sliding doors at first, and that he's, like, pulling them apart after he punches them a little bit. But then they just open up regularly like doors. They're not sliding doors at all. Very funny. So, yeah, um, they, they get into this plaza. They find this air pocket. Yeah. And I was like, all right, uh, go find the minicon. Well, as as they get in there, literally they are completely underwater by this time. And, like, Optimus guns it up and opens his doors and let it out. They have- they did not have air when this happened. They were maybe ten seconds away from dying. Also, uh, the street action team is riding in the trailer. Which I get it, there's not enough space in the cab, but come on, you couldn't give them chairs or something? So, they, uh, they all get dumped out and Optimus is like, Alright, 
uh you know the drill we'll uh we'll fight the decepticons and you guys find out what's going on with this minicon in here so they head into this plaza which uh is seemingly entirely abandoned but uh then then they blink and it is suddenly populated by a bunch of uh, random people in ancient garb, ancient sort of Mediterranean garb, one might say. It should be noted as well that going along with the Captain Planet theme, it is a ecological paradise. Yes. They are they are surrounded by plant life, and and Alexa has has a line being like, "Oh well, all the plants are providing the oxygen here for us to breathe." It's like, all right, Captain Planet, we get it. We get it. So yeah, there's holograms everywhere, including the girl that Carlos was uh, was so obsessed with finding, which he's a little bit bummed about finding out that she's a hologram too. Um, they're all being projected from this like thing, this jewel on the on the ceiling here, which is uh, showing everyone off, and, and no no one else seems to have the sort of consciousness that this girl does. Um, so Carlos see her, sees her and immediately runs after her, not realizing yes. that she's a hologram. Yeah. And Rad and Alexa stay behind, and they're like, "Oh, these are holograms." Yeah, that's right. He he puts his hand through her shoulder later, and that's how he finds out that she's right, a hologram. Exactly. Meanwhile, despite the fact that she's fully translucent. Yeah, by come that on, point. Carlos. She is she is a ghost. Um. So then she tells them it's it's lore time baby who's ready for some fucking lore so the uh she is here as a sort of ward to anyone who would mess with this particular minicon's power uh an image pops up this is sonar um oh i do sorry i do just want to point out that she looks shockingly good for this show yes uh i mean this is a pretty good looking episode in general i think but she um, looks like her character model is, like, consistent and, like, I think given, like, a considerably higher level of care than literally any other character that we've seen so far. I think this is around the time where they were beginning to pull this whole production together a little bit. Um, I guess. I think they just the- wanted a really good-looking Matic Pixie Dream Ghost. I mean, yeah, you gotta you gotta make the ancient Atlantean princess look good. But also, I think I think by the end of the show, the quality does become pretty consistent. Uh, it's just yeah. that the the first half is very very wobbly. But this this girl starts telling them about the history of this city. So, you know, in the ancient past, they recovered these three minicons the three minicons that the uh, the entire sort of plot of the the show has been revolving around lately uh and they combined they never say the name of the weapon but i will say it now it is the star saber oh. a sword of fire with no equal oh hey they do say it in the sub interesting because i don't, so, I, don't think... I mean sort of they so the three i think it's different than the weapon but the three microns that make up the Star Saber are known collectively as the Orichalcos. Oh, fuck. Because I can't get a fucking way from the Orichalcos. Watch out for that shit. They're going to summon a big snake with that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So in the... I don't think they ever say Orichalcos or anything. And ben, no, they definitely it's definitely Orichalcos. They say it a lot in the sub. They definitely don't name the Star Saber either, but they do say Sword of Fire with no equal. Um, and they used that power to, like, go on a, a series of conquests and become a, a, a flourishing empire. But eventually, uh, the people... Oh, that- wait, sorry. That's really interesting, because in the sub, Orikokos is not the specific name for it. It is the name of, like, a category. And she's like... We used our Orichalcos to fight another Orichalcos. Right. Okay, so that's why... Alright, so the, in, in in this flashback, we see the, the Star Saber in the foreground, surrounded by fire. And in the background, unremarked upon, is another thing clearly made of minicons, which yeah, I will... Yeah, it's the other Orichalcos. Yes, which they, they, they goes entirely unremarked upon in the dub. Um... Which is presumably the thing that other people found and used to fight back against them. Because what happened is that Atlantis, uh, was destroyed by the, the, uh, the people fighting back against them. They lost control of the Star Saber and their entire city fell into the ocean. Um, and I will say the other thing 
Won't be named for a very long time. That is the Skyboom Shield. Uh, sword and Shield. You know how it is. My Dueling favorite opposites. Pokemon games. And uh, so while while she's giving the kids all of this lore um, and telling them, "Listen, you do please, for the love of God, do not." You do not use this minicon under any circumstances. Yeah. It holds unimaginable destructive power within it. Leave it here. Do not allow it to be like brought into the field. And, and, but, but, uh, the, I think it's right. It's like, we, I understand, but like, with the Autobots need everything they can get. And if this will help them, no, fight no, the don't worry about it. We're, we're good. We're yeah, good. Yeah, we're the good guys. So we, you can, you can trust us to use like world leveling powers because we're good. There is we're twelve going, and we're good. There is going to be no point in the show where the Star Saber changes hands and it's a problem. Don't worry about it. Literally, don't worry about it. Don't worry about anyone's allegiance in the show. Actually, <laughs> don't worry. Sideways about it. isn't real. He can't hurt you. Sideways um, and Starscream aren't real. <laughs> they cannot hurt you. So meanwhile, what outside the battle is heating up and Megatron says, "Hey." uh... I have a cool new thing to show off. My toy can do this. So he, this is where he screams in the dub evolution transformation, um, instead of power link. And what happens is his, it like, looks artil- good. Yeah, it looks good as fuck. His artillery platform that is on his back comes to the forefront. Leader one combines with it. He and literally, he, just, he like pops his torso up. Yes. Yeah, so his torso extends. The artillery platform comes to the front. And he just fucking melts the seafloor with a hail of laser fire and everyone's yeah, like he, oh fuck he's like i just had an idea actually fuck this yes it just it's just like a fucking huge ray of lasers just sort of scourging across the battlefield and everyone just has to hide because what the fuck do you do against this so yeah the uh the yeah, this is where they're like, listen, it's fine. We're the good guys. We'll never let it fall into the wrong hands. Um, and, and Megatron says, Megatron busting through! Yeah, Megatron starts smashing through the palace, which causes it to collapse. So, um, just just before Megatron sort of bursts into the room where the kids are, like, talking to the hologram, is when she says, I will not let, essentially, like, I'm not going to let anyone take this Micron, not you or anyone else, and, like, Rad's trying to, like, negotiate with her a hologram, like, again, acknowledging that it's a hologram, but trying to explain it, and then, like, Megatron comes in, and she just looks at all of this, this hologram just looks at all of this and goes, I am drowning, there is no sign of land, Yep. you are coming down with me. and an unlovable hand yes she just fucking detonates this city uh to try and just kill everyone um she's like if if you attempt this her actual words are um this temple and this micron will sink deeper than the sea whoa (laughs) Um, all right well and and she and my and megatron busted and she's like okay bye yep time to go sets off a chain reaction that starts um sinking sinking this uh temple further da- this entire city further down into um uh in- unfathomable trench. Yeah, so Megatron grabs the minicon uh unfortunately and begins to pull out, but Carlos still wants to save this girl and grad uh, to help his homie save some face here. Because Carlos still seems to somewhat be struggling with the fact of what a what a hologram is, he's like, no, 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 Alexis. He she he wants to like save her image so she isn't lost to history. That's what it is. He's it, I, listen. He's not stupid. I promise. But at the same time, Rad's like, Alexa, he's not stupid, and also Carlos, stop being stupid. Yeah. Like there, um, and he has like a really nice line here in the Japanese, which is um. They're not dot like you have to come with us. Like so, Ratchet shows up. He's like, "All right, y'all gotta get it like right now, like right now." We gotta leave. Gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go. Um, and like Rad and Alexa are piling in, but Carlos is it, and and Rad's like, Carlos, their memory will live on. Like this is not the end of them. This is what they wanted. Their memory will live on. They will continue living in this like digital world they've created for themselves even after we're gone. And eventually like is able to pull him away, but it's like Jesus. Come on, yeah. dude. 
Oh, and in the, the dub, Carlos has a really weird parting line, which is definitely not the vibe of this whole episode. What he says as they're driving away, watching Atlantis crumble even deeper into the sea, is, see you around, kid. Oh, that's very different. What? Yeah, that's what what he says in the sub is, um, I'm sorry we couldn't save the Micron, and I'm sorry we couldn't save you. Yeah, I don't really know what see, or, see around, kid ain't the vibe, man. I don't know. Um, cause Be you good, won't. sweet boy. Yeah, because uh, here's the thing, Carlos. You won't. <laughs> so, um, as uh, as the the Autobots kind of grapple with the fact that there is now a ancient Minicon super weapon in play, and the Decepticons have one of the pieces. Uh, they have two of them, but the Decepticons have one of them, and that's not good. We but cut. it looks like it's chill, because we got two. Yeah, it's fine. We have more of them, so that means we're winning. <laughs> it's just totally true. So we then, got the W here, if you think we, about it. When you really think about it, sure, it would have been nice to have all three, because then you have the Star Saber. But they don't have the Star Saber, so that's kind of a W a little bit. Just wait until I'm dating one of them. <laughs> oh, Lord. So The one who gets the out. Star Saber. <laughs> that's true. He so like we cut out to the so Carlos is out moping in the desert, uh and Rad walks out there and like there's this bit where Carlos like in the dove at least Carlos is talking about like, you know what? I bet she like did that hologram and then she like grew up to be a great queen and lived happily ever after. And Rad's like, Yeah. Sure, man. Yeah. <laughs> For one hundo for sure, bud. Uh, oh, okay. So in the sub, it's them basically. So Carlos is like, so you didn't think she was cute at all? And Rad's like, I didn't say that. And Carlos is like, I knew it, dude. And they both like commiserate over thinking she was cute. Yeah. Um, then the 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 way this ends is very strange. I feel like something got mangled here or just a weird translation happened because what Rad says is... He's like some shit of a, like, I'm sure that eventually when the time is right, her hologram will come back to the surface. Huh? No. No, that's not the what happens. What the fuck are you even talking a about? Not even, not even once. The fuck are you talking about? And then they have this thing where Rad says, uh, <laughs> he says, but anyway, forget about her. We're buds for life, man. Pros before hoes. Like, literally. What a weird ends to this episode that they have i don't know other than that i liked it i like the lore yeah that's not what happened in the song. i figured they, i they figured just, it had a it had like yeah, a they just talked about both thinking she was cute and being sad that they couldn't save her yeah i figured it had a bit a little bit more of a logical conclusion to their character arcs in this episode than than see around kid and but forget about her we're buds for life <laughs> See you around, Space Cowboy. <laughs> like, what the... F- I still cannot get over see you around, kid. What the fuck kind of... It really of, does a- feel be good sweet boy to me. <laughs> it does. So that's be the good, end of that. And nothing we're Nothing bad will happen from this super sword. It's fine. Ignore that shield. Don't worry about it. Uh, so that's, uh, that's episode 12, Rune. We are finally getting started on the... Uh, the main plot here. Guess what? We got to get these minicon weapons, or I guess these oracalcos, as the Atlanteans call them. Oh boy. Uh, but yeah, you know, fun fact: I actually had uh, I had the Star Saber uh, minicons as a kid, and uh, you know, they they know that it looks very silly to have a sword made out of planes. So in the show, they just sort of glow with uh, with laser light, and then don't really look like swords made out of planes for the most part. Uh, but if you had the figures, it did just look like a sword made out of planes. Great. Beautiful. You got questions? Uh, we do have questions. We don't have any t- questions on Twitter, but we do have a few on Discord. Uh, the first one is from Stephen Carshmallow, uh, which is, okay, seriously, which one of these kids is definitely going to die first with all these shenanigans slash how many of these kids are going to die before this is all over? Carlos is going to be the first to die because oh, he's yeah. too stupid to discern reality, and all of them will die. Yeah. I think Alexis has the best chance because she's very yeah. smart. Alexis survives because she has to become president. <laughs> That's true. The other two, and I will say, all of them canonically do survive somehow. They are all in Energon. Uh, there's no way any of them would, though. Oh, you know, no, no, no. 
I forget. Two of them are on an Energon. Billy and Fred don't show up in Energon. Yeah. They died. They definitely died at some point. They died. I don't know when, but I think they died between series. They never show up again. <laughs> um, we have a few questions from Cass Cassarachnia. Uh, the first is, I think, probably more for you, Nero, uh, since you've watched Animated and I haven't really. If you could drop Professor Princess into any Transformers continuity, where do you think she'd cause the most chaos? Oh boy. I mean, she already causes so much chaos in animated. Uh, I think probably Beast Wars. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> just, just drop her onto prehistoric Earth and see what happens. I don't know, man. <laughs> Butterfly effect shit. Oh, oh lord. <laughs> this is how the, this is what happened to the fucking GoBots universe. This is how it <laughs> happened. Uh, Canonically, the GoBots universe was fucking destroyed in the Transformers continuity. Very funny. Her second question is, so you've met Sky Mall and now Ground Mall. Where do you think the next mall will be? Space. Uh, Moon Mall. Yeah. Yeah, the the, the Megatron is going to, like, go outside with his hot piping cup of morning energon. He's going to look out and he's going to say, the fuck is that? And there's a mall on the moon now. (laughs) That wasn't there before. Uh, Whose mall is that? <laughs> um, and then the third and final question from Cass is, are there any Transformers that you think would be able to Roadrunner-style interact with holograms? If not, then what would be Gwenpool's alt mode if she was a Cybertronian? I don't know uh, enough about Gwenpool to answer that last one, Yeah, not, neither do I. But However, the of- most Looney Tunes one, Cyclonus. I feel like Cyclonus could fly through a tunnel and be pursued by someone, and then they would crash into the flat rock face that is the tunnel. I mean, I feel that way about World. Maybe, like, the Cy-Worldgate trifecta. Yeah, that's very true. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, any... Why also, is it that helicopters also, are always the craziest in Transformers? What is, also what is that? Also, the Dinobots and also the Scavengers. Yes, all of them have very high Looney Tunes quotients on all three of them. Yeah, there is no way in my mind that Spinister couldn't helicopter his way through a oh, rock it's wall. Absolutely, it's only Spinister. It's absolutely it's, only right, yeah, Spinister. Yeah, no, he, Spinister, <laughs> Spinister uh, uh, flies his way through a rock wall and Croc tries to get after him and falls like and uh, runs flat face into it. He's just he's just too stupid to be fooled by pain. It he just works for him. That's that's yeah. just how it works. Ah, I love I love those boys. I love that they I love that like we're gonna make the guy who is literally the dumbest man alive, but he's really good at brain surgery. I mean, yeah. What are you gonna do about it? Uh so he, gotta, he just gets how it works, dude. He just understands. <laughs> yeah. Y'all don't, he, just, he, he just vibes. Sometimes you just get it. Um from <laughs> Horn My Star Scream. Ah, uh, pretty good. Uh, how would a crossover between Armada and the Magic School bus play out? Basically the way you're seeing it. I mean, yeah, these is... these episodes have been so... Did you know about the environment? Let yeah. us le- Let us learn you about it. We're learning about the environment and other subjects being put in extreme peril very regularly by authority figures. There aren't, like, bad puns, at least in the dub, like... You know, they're basically the same show when you really think about it. Yeah. I, I think I think that Miss Frizzle is the Magic School versus Hollow Matter avatar. She was never real. That's, yeah. All, the that, all, all of the IDW comics again. Yep. That was just uh, just some 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 deep cover stuff. The Magic Thinking School must never never broke infiltration protocol. She's literally just Ratchet's <laughs> IDW Hollow God. Yeah. Um... And then our last uh, questions are from Casey Cosmos, parentheses, the Transformer. Um, what <laughs> dumb shit would you do if you had hologram tech? Well, I can tell you I'd never show up for a meeting again at work. Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. Just, just like, especially if it was, like, hard light, damn. I would just send that motherfucker out to work every day. Uh, and just have, like, I, I never talked to one at work anyway. Just, like, have a bunch of pre-programmed lines to uh to choose from and just chill at home all day that's the life really yeah 
And then the final question, also from Casey, is what stores do you find in the underground mall? I've actually um, been to an underground well, in mall. The, in the ground mall. So I'm going to yeah. assume that's underground. Yeah. Um, I've only been to one underground, like, significant underground mall in my life, and that was in Toronto. Um, and it's underground because everything is too cold in Toronto. Uh, I've been to an underground mall in Vegas uh, for the same reason, except it's because everything is too hot. Ah, and the only thing I bought there was actually like a f- pretty formal cocktail dress. So, the formal cocktail dress store. I believe in that mall I went to, there is a candy store that's just called Lick. Hmm. I don't like that. There's also a karaoke lounge where they keep it like at or below freezing. Oh, yeah, the ice lounges, we know that. Yeah, and sometimes when you're walking by there, uh, you'll just hear people very drunkenly and badly singing karaoke. Um, that's also where I, there's a Guinness store there. You know, it's Vegas, so it's all it's all alcohol-related. Uh, there's a Mexican restaurant down there that claims to be the creator of the margarita. I don't believe that. That um, seems false. That definitely seems untrue, uh, but whatever. Who cares about the truth? It's Vegas, baby. Say whatever you want. Anyway, that's, that's Prime Cuts. Moral of the story, never buy overpriced booze at Las Vegas unless you want to, in which case you can, I guess. Yeah. Well, as as Nero just said, folks, we've been Prime Cuts. Thank you for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Prime Cuts Pod. You can join our Discord. We'd love for you to do so. We're still trying to grow it. We have a really more. nice community. We have we have a really nice community so far, but we'd love to have more members of it. Um, Just and, uh, like the Autobots and Decepticons are constantly looking to <laughs> recruit more Minicons, we are constantly looking to recruit more Discord users that's to boost right. our power. That's right. This is this is our Pokemon. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you can find the link to our Discord uh, in the description of this episode, or if you go to Prime Cuts Pod on Twitter, as I just mentioned, you can find it in uh, the permanent link in uh, our website URL uh, section. And you can also find us on the Noise Space ne- Network, which we are extremely happy to be a part of. You can find that at noisespace.xyz. There's a ton of other amazing shows that are on Noise Space, um, including uh, Nona Roy's Nightmare and Era, which has been extremely fun over the last month uh, with Halloween. Um, Big fan of the Danny Phantom episode. Very funny. Yeah, uh, there is uh, Slappers Only. There's the Sonic Shuffle. There's a bunch of really good shit. Um, and we, uh, hope you listen to it. I'm Audrey, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, and you can find me at Optimum on Prime on Tumblr and Twitter. Uh, you can listen to the other podcast I do, which is Pot of Greed, a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast, which is also on the Noise Space Network. We just finished season two of GX, and we're going into season three, which is where I hear things really pop off, which is impossible for me to imagine, because things are already so nutty in GX season two. Constant Uh, state of popping off. A con- just sort of a constant state of popping off at this point. Uh, I don't have any other projects in the moment at the in the making at the moment, but haha. Uh, but uh, you can follow at the articulation. That's T H E R E T I C U L A T I O N on Tumblr, Twitter, and Facebook for updates about a website I'm trying to launch with a very good friend of mine to uplift and spotlight LGBT voices in the realm of pop culture criticism. And that's me. Yes, for me, I'm Nier. You can find me on Twitter at Dragonsmoocher, and you can find many and many other projects uh, that I do. I guess right now it's Rovember, baby. I'm taking a, it's, I'm taking a bunch of screenshots of my Final Fantasy XIV characters. Speaking of that, you can find the soon-to-be-starting project me and my friend Jane are doing, Radio Free Heidelin, a full analysis of the full text of Final Fantasy XIV from A Realm Reborn to Endwalker coming early next year. We're going to be posting a few preload episodes late this year, though, and that's going to be, you can find out that over at Highland Radio on Twitter. You can also find me uh, on uh, Disney Minus, a, a cursed trudge through the House of Mouse. <laughs> um, just got done with mars needs moms i will never love or smile again i mean look at it this way nero at least you never have to worry about watching mars needs moms ever again that's very true i never have to see it again and that is beautiful and you it's can find beyond, it over. it's behind you now it's behind me now you have nowhere to uh, go but up 
and that will uh that'll that's over at disney minus pod um and if you want to listen to my past project of course that's still up there at podcast of power with my friend jane a full analysis of the shira 2018 show good ass show and that's uh it's all up there that's me and with that note, I'm going to um, put No Children by the Mountain Goats on repeat, transform, and roll out. I am going to stretch my spine out and attempt to uh, put my artillery platform forward to blast my foes. Forget I don't have any of those things. Die, and then maybe roll out. See you next time. Peach. Peach.